白いバットのジャングルに今日も嵐が吹き荒れるルルル用の悪党に正義のパンチをぶちかませ行け行けタイガータイガーマスク Welcome to the Winter Palace. I'm your host, Mark Cole, editor and publisher of Odessa's Magazine. Today on the show is the return of pro wrestler Sam Adonis, who has a big hair versus hair match versus Blue Panther coming up in Arena Mexico on August 4th. We talk about all the attention Sam has gotten in the last couple months thanks to his xenophobic flag waving American gimmick in Mexico. We talk about his favorite opponents and partners, his upcoming trip to Japan, and how his brother Corey Graves is getting along as co host of Raw. I also wanted to give a special shout out to past podcasts Paul Tobin and Colleen Coover for their third Eisner win for their digital book Bandette. Shout out to all of the winners, of course, including、uh, friends of the magazine Evan Dorkin and Sarah Dyer and Jill Thompson. Who we hope to have on upcoming pods in the near future. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Winter Palace. It's been a little more than a year since our next guest was on the pod, and boy, has it been an eventful 370 days for him. To talk to us about being interviewed by news crews around the world to what might be the biggest match in his career next week, we're happy to welcome back to the show Sam Adonis. How's it going, Sam? Doing just great, man. Thanks for having me on the show once again. I am happy to get.、Uh, I would assume the biggest Rudo in Mexico on the phone right now. So we'll get to the, the stuff you're doing in a second. But、uh, like I said,、uh, you've been interviewed probably by just about every, every news outlet, newspaper, TV show around the world in the last year. So what, what's that been like, getting all that kind of notoriety? It's been very cool. I, I can honestly say I probably had more publicity than any pro wrestler on the planet this year. Uh, it's not about pro wrestling usually. I think they're kind of just searching for a story.、Uh, they're kind of waiting for some bad news, if you will. They found somebody that's stupid enough to move to Mexico City and, and wave around a flag with Donald Trump's face on it. So I guess they're hoping for a tragedy piece or something. But it's been nothing but good for my career. You know, any attention is good attention. So I've been riding the waves, and it's just, you know, kind of boosted me to the next level. It's funny. You, you know, you. You went to Mexico, like in the summer last year when we talked to you, you had just wrestled in the first Grand Prix, and you're going to be in the, the Grand Prix coming up. And you're already doing you know, the, the flag waving gimmick, so I guess you know, real life made it, a lot more, made it a lot easier for you to get a lot of heat from that.、Uh, yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's pro wrestling 101. A lot of people make it out to be something you know, way more complicated than it needs to be. You know? I'm a foreign heel. I represent my country. You know? it's, it's, whether it's the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Nikita Koloff, or you know, the Japanese wrestlers in the 70s, wrestling always has foreign heels. You know, I'm just a foreign heel, and I just put a picture of our president on a flag, and people are making it out like you know, I'm some genius or you know, did something crazy and, and insane. And, You know, I'm just happy I got the attention out of it, but realistically, there's nothing to it, you know.、Um, I, I'm confident enough to say that I, I can get, you know, very good reactions without the flag.、Uh, I don't think I need the flag for my success, 
However, uh, you know, I'm not going to get rid of it just to prove a point. You know, I'm going to ride the wave, and uh, I'm very confident to say that it's helped me. You know, so uh, I just, uh, it's it's something for me that's just second nature. It's something that's easy, and yeah, why not do it? And people are kind of making a mountain out of a molehill about it. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I remember even like 20-some-odd years ago when I was in college, I wrote a paper for my political science class that sort of, you know, mapped out the, the, you know, the xenophobia that's always been in wrestling. Yeah, you know, you start in the 50s with the German bad guys and the Japanese bad guys, and then you get the Soviets, and then you get, you know, the the uh, the Arab types in the 80s and 90s, and it's like, it's nothing, it's, to me it's always funny when you get, uh, like, a, a foreign bad guy, but it's not your traditional country. Like you know, like when when you had Ludwig Borga was an was an evil guy from Finland, or you know even the even the sheep herders, you know it's like you know they're foreign heels, but they're from New Zealand. But it's like you know who has a problem with New Zealand? But yeah, it's 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 always it's always been part of the business. It's a morality play. People need to be taught good versus evil, you know, and you just ride the circumstances of society. And right now here in Mexico City, you know, who's a bigger villain than Donald Trump? You know, I just happen to be the the you know, the wrestler that's cocky enough to, you know, rub it in your face. And it certainly helps, you know, to take that and, like you said, you're good at getting at getting crowd reactions either way. I mean, it's fair to I mean, it feels like you're like an old school sort of Memphis-style heel. Do you think that is a fair comparison? No, that's 100% a comparison. That's, I, I don't like new wrestling. Everything I do, I try to be, you know, a throwback out of the 80s or 70s. So, you know, I, I wrestled with Jerry Lawler a few weeks back, and he told me I'd have made a ton of money in Memphis. And, you know, him telling me that means uh, I do my job pretty well. Cool. And and you're doing it so well that you're having a hair match next Friday in Arena Mexico with one of the modern legends of Lucha Libre, Blue Panther. So how did uh... – go ahead. This whole situation is still kind of like you know surreal to me because uh, again like you know I'm doing my job I'm a full-time wrestler I work here and you know, I'm excited and I know it's a big match but you know every day people are stopping me on the streets now and, and I, I mean I'm starting to realize how big of a deal this actually is and for the fans that don't know Blue Panther would be kind of on the lines of let's say a Roddy Piper or a Jake Roberts you know or, or Randy Savage you know he's not quite Hulk Hogan but his name's just up there with, you know, the, the same breath, you know what I mean? So that's the kind of level of a star he is here. And being in this match next Friday, you know, it means everything for my career. And it's just, you know, fantastic attention, and I couldn't be more happy. And, uh, you know, I'm in a really good position in my career right now. How do you think, how did this, did this evolve just sort of naturally out of feuding, well, like sort of wrestling with him a number of times and it escalated, or was this sort of... I don't want to say play. You know, you know, did it just sort of evolve organically? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, I, I mean, CMLO is very, uh, you know, uh, unorthodox when it comes to wrestling booking. They just kind of throw six guys in a ring. You know, they have 250 wrestlers, so a lot of times things don't make sense. Um, but I've wrestled Blue Panther probably 60 times, and you know, uh, uh, the office is smart enough to see what's hot and go with what works. You know, and over the past, let's say, two to three months, it's just been outrageous. You know, we could be the third match, and, you know, nothing can follow us because it's that hot. So, you know, they decided to, to you know, 
run with it and now next week you know it, it's going to be a featured bout and it's hair versus hair and uh i mean they know what they're doing now they're, they're going to make it you know everything needs to be and milk it and you know hopefully we can make some good money with it yeah it seems may i don't know maybe it was a month or two ago maybe a little bit more that it seemed like the commentators were starting to point out how you were sort of an over-foreign heel like Art Bar and like Ken Timms were back in the 90s. And so now it seems like, you know, they kept making sort of the Art Bar love machine comparison, especially when you take, you know, when you think about his feud with Panther, you know, 25 years ago. And now you're starting to incorporate, you know, Art Bar's mask. And I noticed last Friday you did the Frog Splash. So it definitely seems like, for older fans at least, they're trying to maybe rekindle that memory. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's something that, you know, I'm honored that they're, you know, even saying my name in the same breath as somebody like Art Barr. You know, he's a legend, and if he didn't pass away, I think he probably would have been one of the biggest stars in wrestling history. But, you know, the fact that they're making those comparisons, you know, and people remember that, you know, it's kind of just, uh, it, it just gives it a, lot, a little more aspect of depth. You know, I'm not just disrespecting this this person because, uh, uh, you know, I'm American and he's Mexican. Now I'm making it personal. You know, I'm calling out his history, his feuds, his rivals, you know. And, and uh, you know, I'm just really trying to get as many people as I can involved. And who's to say, you know, if, if one wrestling fan wouldn't watch the match before, you know, that person might have been a big Love Machine fan and now he's interested you know, if that's the case, if I sell one extra ticket because of, uh, you know, wearing that mask, you know, like they asked me to, then, you know, I'm doing my job. The only surprise I really thought was that it's going to be next week. I thought maybe, you know, you guys were maybe going to be on the anniversary show because, you know, as if now at the end of July, there really isn't a clear a clear anniversary main event or even semi-main. So I thought maybe that's where they were going, they were taking it. I have no idea what the plan is with that. You know, we, we just kind of work day to day. I go to Japan here in the middle of August, so most of August I won't be here. So I don't know if that maybe has something to do with it. Um, but also we have the Grand Prix. Um, you know, there's a lot of international talent coming in for that. So uh, they, they don't like to show their cards off, but they, you know, I, I will stand by them. They do tend to know what they're doing pretty well. And like you said, you worked a lot with Panther, especially in the in this feud of late. But you've been there now a year. So who would you say have been your, your favorite opponents so far, either in CMLL or when you've worked independent shows? Um, I love wrestling Blue Panther always just because, I mean, I, you can really tell how good he is. As a wrestler, I mean, it's, it's just it's unbelievable. Uh, I've been in the ring with some of the best on earth, and, and I would say, you know, he's right up there with any of them. Um, I love wrestling with him. Uh, I have tremendous chemistry with Ultimo Guerrero. Anytime we go out there, we kind of, you know, create a buzz as well. Um, Marco Corleone, I always have good uh, good fights with the people. I usually get, you know, my best matches are always when the people are more involved. You know, again, that's... the. Uh, I have a very old school mentality. I feel like, you know, if the people aren't losing their minds, it's not a good match. You know, the worst is when you hear young wrestlers say, oh man, that was a great match, but the people weren't into it. You know, it's just an oxymoron, in my opinion. So, uh, it's, those are the matches I really appreciate the most. Um, I like being in there with the bigger guys, like, you know, Ultimo Guerrero, uh, because, you know, it, it's a fight. You know, you really feel it. You're, you're up for it. When there's 10,000 people screaming for you, 
you know, those chops don't hurt as bad as they do the next day. Uh, you know, your adrenaline's kicking, and, you know, it really is the best drug on earth. And those are some of the guys you've wrestled against, but as a Rudo, you've also wrestled, you know, you've gotten to wrestle with, with Negro Casas, who was, you know, probably my favorite luchador, and, you know, uh, Puma and Tiger, and I know you've you've worked some with the, the you know, like you said, the Guerreros and the, the Revolutionaries. Uh, so who have been some of your favorite partners? I assume Casas would be near the top, if not at the top. He's he is great to be in there with, just because you know every time it, it takes it to a different level when you're in the ring with a guy like that. Um, I absolutely love teaming with Ray Bucanero. Um Ray Bucanero is not too popular amongst like you know internet wrestling fans, but he's literally one of the best we have, and he's so good that he doesn't have to do anything. Uh, maybe ten years ago, he would have done every you know crazy crazy move you can expect in a wrestling match. Now, you know, he knows how to go line the people up, and, and uh, I just love teaming with him. Uh, we always have good good, uh, good matches together. Um, who else? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was maybe, I don't know if it's been like maybe a year by now, but, but Bucanero had that really great title match when he wrestled Hechicero. And, you know, people know, like... I I haven't got to see it. Yeah, that, I will, I will, I will dig it up and shoot you, shoot you a link to it. I mean, a lot of people said it was, you know, Bucanero really, really came with his working shoes that night. And Hechicero, he, you know, Hechicero is so great. You know, he's like sort of, I guess, the best maybe young maestro. I don't know if that's sort of an oxymoron, but, but he's one of our favorites. So yeah, that was a really fun match. Yeah, well, I think uh, uh, if you look back, let's say, especially if you look back in Japan's days, whenever Ultimo Guerrero and Rainbow Canero were tag teaming, you never won the best tag team on the planet. Um, I think now Rainbow Canero is going to the Ring of Honor tours. I think he's going to be, you know, people will be pleasantly surprised with what he has in the tank. You know, but wrestling here is a different beast. You know, it's it's one of these things that, you know, I might not be everybody's favorite style because I don't, you know, do the the high spots that people think of when they see Mexican wrestling but you know I'm the one living here I, I know how to you know make my money and I know that's not what the people in Mexico want to see that's what Americans want to see out of Lucha Libre they think oh let's watch Lucha for, for high spots when you know in reality the best Luchas we have here the ones that are going to sell more tickets are the you know classic style fights like me and Blue Panther you know more so than uh, uh, Ray Cometa and uh, Soberano you know what I mean? Well, plus, as a Rudo, I mean, part of your job in Lucha is to sort of be a base for the Technicos. And since you're a big guy, you know, I'm sure a lot of the guys like working with you because you've got to be a good guy to base for. Oh, of course. I mean, that comes with the territory. That comes with the experience. But at the same time, most guys like you working with me just because of the genuine uh, the, the heat we create. Uh, you know, when you're teaming with me or when you're fighting me, you know, the atmosphere is, is unique. Nobody else on the show has that energy. It has that, that genuine heat. It's almost like being in a time machine. You know, these guys know that when you're in a match with Sam it's like being in 1986 because the people are really involved. You know, they really want to kill these guys. So I, I pride myself on that. And uh, outside of CMLL, you worked the main event on the Dragon Mania show, and you got to work with Ultimo Dragon and Yunakiyama which was probably cool, too. I can't even, I can't believe I forgot mentioning Ultimo Dragon, but he's actually probably my second biggest feud in Mexico right now. I'm always fighting with Ultimo Dragon, which for me is ridiculous, but uh, I'm actually on his anniversary show in Cork and Hall on August 19th. 
I'll be in the main event of that for my Japanese debut. Uh, I just uh, I'm always fighting for Ultimate Dragon. He's you know he's he represents the people really well down here. He's such a strong baby face. Uh, he doesn't work with CMLL, but again, outside of CMLL, that would definitely be my number one rivalry. Um, again, yeah, Jernakiyama, you know, I've been a fan since I was a kid. So, uh, you know, they, they've, they, uh, the office of All Japan ended up inviting me for their August tour. So that's something I've wanted my entire life. It just seems like right now everything's super exciting and they're all kind of, you know, moving a million miles an hour. It's not until you look back at it that you realize how much I actually accomplished in a year. Yeah, like uh, like I said in the beginning, it's funny that you know we talked to you you know like about a year ago, and I think you had only been there maybe like a month or so, and and just just all this stuff in a year is has been has probably been great. I mean, I'm sure it's probably been like your. It's definitely cool, but it's you know, and that's I I can never settle. You know, I'm not happy being the third match. You know, I need the more tension. I'm I need to be a top guy. I need to do what I can do. So. You know, I, I I'm a very unique style wrestler. You know, I don't I don't really care what people are saying on the internet. I've never tried to you know go and work with these small independents in the USA. You know, there's guys out there that have these great reputations for being these indie wrestling superstars. You know, but I'm I'm wrestling four nights a week, selling more than ten thousand tickets. You know, so I'd rather be you know a superstar in a country you've never heard of than be you know the coolest kid in front of three hundred people. And like you said, you're getting ready to to go to all Japan. Do you know who el- who the who are the other guys on tour with you are going to be? Uh, I'll be there with Mystico and uh, or no Caristico and a wrestler named Diamante from Lucha Elite. Um, I don't know if there's any other guys even on that tour or not. I know jo- Joe Doring will be there, but uh, I think we'll probably be the only Americans on the card. And, well, since you said that, I was going to ask, do you have any bookings coming up over here? Or are you strict? I mean, I know you're are you so busy down there that... I'm trying to think. Sometimes it's, they're just, they come and go, and, you know, they could, I could have one tomorrow. I think October 1st, I'm in Los Angeles. But uh, other than that, I don't know of any I can think of off the top of my head. Right now, I mean, I'm doing two or three shows a week here in Mexico City. And most of the time, you know, it's not worth missing a weekend. You know, I could wrestle a weekend in Mexico City in front of, you know, cumulative 20,000 people. You know, most independent promoters in the USA, you know, don't want to pay an equivalent rate of what I'd be making here. So I'm in a good spot, and I'm happy doing my thing right here right now, but I'm always up to come to the United States if somebody wants me. Yeah, it's cool that, I mean, probably like in the last year or so, there's been a resurgence of, of guys coming to work here and not just... You know, like in Texas or Los Angeles, you know, what, what, like what they've always done. But, you know, you've got guys working in Chicago and Cleveland. And, you know, I was at uh, a show up in Pennsylvania, you know, a month ago when, for that Powerbomb TV show, when we debuted the new issue of our magazine. And, you know, Puma and Felino and Greer Maya were there. And that was, you know, for a guy living where I do, you know, getting to see... You know, yeah, some of the Casas is live in person was great. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, I, the, the beauty of it is with the Internet, you know, these guys, we all have more value than, you know, they would have 10 years ago. You know, there's more of a market for it. So, I mean, we're always around. And who's to say, I mean, somebody could call me and say, hey, you know, August 15th, I need you. You know, it's just, you can't ever just predict the future. You know, I could be in Philadelphia at the ECW Arena on, you know, September 8th. But you know you can't you can't say that right here right now. So 
just you know, I'm out there. I'll be there eventually. So I'm sure my best days are still to come. You know, stateside. You know, I, I do want to have a pretty good run in the United States when it's all said and done. But you know, I still have some more work to do here in Mexico, and I really want to take over Japan like I did in Mexico. Have you gone back to England any? I know you worked there a while before you went to Mexico. I've had to cancel two tours of England because it's been so busy here. Uh, it's just, you know, usually a lot of people over there like you to go and spend, you know, two or three weeks in England. I can't miss that much work. You know, it's hard for me to get a day off here, let alone three weeks. So, uh, I mean, I, I, again, it, I, I don't have any restrictions. You know, I can do whatever I'd like to do. But it's really hard to find, you know, the quality or, or, or the money to you want to leave when right now we're, you know, we're doing 10000 or 15000 on a Friday night. Uh, before we go, I guess I'd uh, probably be remiss if I didn't uh, ask about your famous uh, sibling who will be on television in about an hour or not. Um, have you talked to him lately? How are things going for him in, uh, as one of the hosts of Raw? Oh, he absolutely loves it. I was with him... Uh, about a month ago, I stayed at his house for 10 days. Uh, I was up in Connecticut where he lives. And that, it's great. He's happy. You know, he's he's in a really good spot. You know, he still misses the wrestling, but at the same time, you know, he gets to do what he loves every Monday night and, you know, gets to enjoy all the benefits of being a wrestler. But, you know, he actually gets to go home and see his family and isn't in pain 24-7 like his little bro. So, uh, I mean, he's doing great, and hopefully one day we can share the big stage together and, you know, work together somehow. But um, I'm proud of him, and I'm loving everything he's doing, and I'm happy to know that, you know, he supports everything I'm doing as well. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, he's he's been doing this this thing with Kurt Angle, and I'm like, you Western Pennsylvania guys are, like, taking over that show. That's it. Western PA has always had a, a history. You know, Big John Studd and uh, Bruno and Shane Douglas. Now that uh, Elias Sampson, you know, there's a lot of Pittsburgh guys that have done well in wrestling, so, uh, you know, hopefully it's my goal to, to be the biggest of them all, but there's plenty of time for that. Sam, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your, your increasingly busy schedule to chat. Um, like we said, um, you will be, I don't know if you're, I don't know if it will be the main event, but certainly you guys will be a main part of the show next Friday on Arena Mexico. This week... You're teaming with Pierroth and Roosh against Panther. I think it's Valiente and Diamante Azul. That's this Friday show. Um, that sounds about right. That, that's, I mean, it's always card subject to change, but I believe that was the last lineup that I saw. Um, like you said, uh, people can watch CMLL Monday and Tuesdays on their YouTube channel and Friday night on Claro Sports. And, of course, you can always find plenty of your stuff uh, that people have posted on YouTube if they want to check that out. I'm going to post, along with this show, I'm going to post the uh, mask versus hair match between Blue Panther and Art Bar so people heard us talking about it. They could check out the link in the post if they want to watch that. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we go? No, I just want to thank everybody for all the continued support. Uh, keep checking me out on Twitter at Real Sam Adonis. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of videos. There's plenty of wrestling out there. Uh, just keep checking out Mexican wrestling. And, you know, stick with me throughout the voyage. And hopefully I get to meet each and every one of you somewhere down the line. And like I said, yeah, if you, if you end up wrestling somewhere around here, hopefully I'll get the chance to come come by and say hello. I don't think I'm going to get a chance to... I'm 
Sure, I will eventually. And I'm sure the Philadelphia market's always pretty strong, or somewhere in New York. So I'll be up that way eventually, I'm sure. So don't you worry about that. We'll do one of these interviews live or something. That that would be great. Uh, like I said, people can, can look forward to that match next week. Um, best of luck. And we will talk to everybody next time. Thank <laughs> you.